KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is the Rundown, Philadelphia's local news podcast. I'm Jay Scott Smith here with Brian Seltzer and Sabrina Boyd Circa. Now, today is Friday, January 14th, 2022. We won't be here with you on Monday for Martin Luther King Day, which in the city of Philadelphia is a really big deal. So we wanted to give you a preview of what's happening this weekend and why MLK Day is acknowledged as a day of service here in the city of Philadelphia. I love that that's a thing here, Jay, the day of service, making Martin Luther King Day about giving back, taking action, continuing Dr. King's legacy rather than just remembering and looking at the history books. And there is lots going on. So we're going to talk about what's happening, how this all got started and what it really means to the city of Philadelphia. And there are some ties the city has to Martin Luther King Jr. himself. In the fall of 1967, he delivered a speech um, at Barrett Junior High School on 15th and Wharton. So there is a history of MLK in the city directly. And also, as we're going to find out and talk about a bit tangentially as well. So really cool. I agree with you, Sabrina. It really is a point of pride to know that this city takes action on MLK Day and tries to, to put some significance into it. The city does indeed take action, and we're going to be talking to a couple of people who are helped get that action in motion. We welcome in your fave trash man, Terrell Hagler. He makes a return to the podcast to talk about this very large cleanup that he's planning on doing in North Philadelphia on Monday that is going to open a lot of eyes, and not just in terms of why he's doing it, but the scope of everything that's happening. Plus, as mentioned, this is the home of the MLK Day of Service, and we'll talk with the man who helped create the MLK Day of Service today on The Rundown. But first... We're going to talk about a church in South Philly that does have a deep connection to Dr. King. And Brian, you got a chance to learn more about this and really help tell people what this is about. Yeah, Jay, like we talked about in the open, there's some stories that have a direct connection with Philadelphia and Martin Luther King Jr. And then there's others where there might be a tangential or peripheral connection. And this is a story that I just kind of stumbled upon. There's a place that I've driven by countless times on South Broad Street, 700 block, that I didn't even know what it was. And it's called Tindley Temple United Methodist. It's a church, and it's named after this guy, Dr. Charles A. Tindley, who was pastor at this church in the early 1900s, 1920s, 1930s. And this guy had a massive influence on the canon of hymns in the Methodist church as we know it, and some gospel songs. Think songs like By and By, Beams of Heaven, Stand By Me. And another one of his songs that's gone on to have a huge impact is called I'll Overcome Someday. What does that sound like when we think about civil rights and Martin Luther King? We shall overcome. And Tinley's been credited with kind of giving the inspiration for what the idea is behind We Shall Overcome. So just take a look at this lyrical structure for I'll Overcome Someday, part of the chorus. I'll overcome someday. I'll overcome someday. I'll overcome someday. If in my heart I do not yield, I'll overcome someday. So the music itself between I'll overcome someday and we shall overcome isn't all that similar. Let's listen to a little bit of Theodore Thomas. He's the minister of music at Tinley Church. This is him playing the massive pipe organ at Tinley Temple on Broad and Fitzwater. This is what the original version of I'll overcome someday sounds like. And this is the tune.
course, we all know the tune, To We Shall Overcome. But this place, Tinley, it's so interesting. There's so much history there. There's a living history. So I want to stop by and speak with the pastor there, the Reverend Robert L. Johnson. And I spoke with him about Tinley and what it means to have this place in Philadelphia. Dr. Tinley's legacy was one of perseverance through toughness and tough times. And through all that he had been through and everything that he has done, he built this. And he built this and he didn't build it so that his name could be on it. He built it so that future generations could have a place where they could worship even in tough times. And if this isn't a tough time, what Dr. Tenley would say, if he were alive today, he would just be in that office over there and write down the words, if in my heart I do not yield, I'll overcome someday. And so that's where we are. We're at a state where we need to keep hope alive and keep the dream moving forward. Black churches are often the backbone of so many parts of our community. The idea of a church with that kind of history being in any sort of danger because of the constant change. And yes, change, of course, is always going to happen in cities. It's it's an ever-evolving thing. But it does seem like with the changes that have come to the city of Philadelphia in terms of gentrification and, and movement and everything of, of these new buildings and new neighborhoods, is there something that we could be looking at with a piece of history like this being in real jeopardy? Well, it's worth noting, guys, that Reverend Johnson said literally like once a day he gets a voicemail from a developer asking if the church is going to sell the property. And the flag has been planted firmly in the sand. They're not selling. There's no interest in selling. That, to your point, Jay, they really believe that the future of a place like Tinley Temple to revive membership and adapt with time is to have a church like that get back to being the anchor of a community, what it was almost 100 years ago especially in these times with everything that the black community in Philadelphia is going through, gun violence, homelessness, poverty, all that. So he really hopes that Tinley can be that place for the black community in Philadelphia, continue being that while growing moving forward in the future. So Brian's going to have this entire story on Monday's edition of KYW News Radio In-Depth. Make sure you subscribe to KYW News Radio In-Depth. Look for that episode on Monday. You can hear In-Depth, of course, right here on the Odyssey app or just about wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for this one, Brian. Of course. So Martin Luther King Day is a day of service here in the city of Philadelphia. And we like to look at how it came to be. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But one thing you can do to give back to the Philadelphia community on this MLK Day is a street cleanup hosted by friend of the podcast, everyone's favorite sanitation worker turned local celebrity, Terrell Hager, a.k.a. your fave trash man. So naturally... We invited him back on the podcast to talk about this cleanup effort. How's it going today, sir? It's going really well. I'm out and about in motion in the city, running around like a chicken with his head cut off, (laughs) getting ready for all the activities that's happening on Monday. So you're going to be in North Philly. Tell us about that area in North Philly that you're going to be leading the cleanup in on Monday. Where is it for one? And why did you pick this particular area? Yes. So um, one, I'm from North Philly, close to the Temple's campus. So I have a special place in my heart for North Philly. Um, Two, it is at 3rd and Somerville. So 3rd and Somerville is uh, right by 3rd and Olney. Um, It doesn't have a lot of gun violence, but it's a heavily populated brown and black neighborhood. 
some schools, some children. And a friend of mine that I went to middle school with, his name is Anthony Brown. Dope dude. He works for Brendan Boyle's office. And he texted me. He was like, yo, I heard you trying to find a spot for uh, MLK Day. And I was like, yeah, but I need something like really bad that's going to make a big impact, that's going to change some lives. Because I get a lot of DMs like, oh, my God, my block is so trashy. I'm like, okay, send me pictures. And it'd be like two bags. I'm like, "Mm, okay, I can see where you were going, you know. But when he was like, yo, he said, I don't even have pictures. He said, but trust me, you know me. Just take a drive out there. Take a drive out there. I took a drive out there and it blew my mind. I had to start recording as soon as I got out the car. And coincidentally, children who had just got out of school were walking and they had to walk in the street because there was so much trash and litter and illegal dumping on the pavement. And then I, a mom came out and was like, my God, like there's, we, we see bed bugs, we see everything. And then off camera, she told me that a few kids have gotten hit by cars trying to dodge the trash and the traffic has been going so fast. So I'm like, this is it. This is where we come in. This, this, I mean, it, it's both sides of the underpass. It's the grass. It's, I mean, it's everywhere. It's, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's that, no, that's shocking. So wait, what's the response been like? Because you got kids out there basically fighting for their lives just to walk home and not even from gun violence, just from the the trash in the streets. What's the response been like to you saying you're going to go to that part of North Philly? The response has been amazing. The churches in the in the area have reached out to me. So a minister called me and was like, I know that block. My church is on the corner. I seen the video. What can I do to help? And I have so many partners and friends with this cleanup. Like it's, it's sponsored by Jack Daniels, Tito's and Breakthrough Bev, Beverage PA. But then I have all my friends being community partners, Jeff Brown, uh, Driven Handyman Service, uh, my friend at Sharon Access, he's going to be giving out groceries. So he's going to bring 200 boxes of groceries and give them out at the cleanup. So anybody that needs food can come past the cleanup and just pick up a box of groceries. So this has turned into a major deal. This is more than just showing up, cleaning up the streets, moving on. And you're doing this on Martin Luther King Day with a big emphasis on making MLK Day a day of service here in city Philadelphia. What does it mean to you? to be doing this sort of act of service on Martin Luther King Day in Dr. King's honor? It it means that I'm doing something that Dr. King talked about in his dream. It means that I have the opportunity to impact my community in a way that they've never felt before. My my whole mission of my nonprofit is to give voice to the voiceless and, and to see the unseen. There's so many communities here in Philadelphia that feel unwanted, unseen, feel like no one cares about them, feel like the city government has given up on them. And I, I just want them to know that your fake trash man, I see you. I, I hear you. I acknowledge you. And most of all, I love you. I want to make an impact in the city of Philadelphia for people who feel like their city government has forgotten them and that there's no resources out here. One of my big things with my nonprofit is I want to be a hub of resources for communities, whether it's expungement, jobs, cleaning, getting in touch with your elected officials, all of the above. And and let's bring back um, a word I want to create in the urban dictionary called community sustainability. Whatever your community needs to sustain itself, I want you to be able to find it at my nonprofit, Trash to Treasure. 
there's a big point to be made that you're doing this on MLK Day. And there's we've been in a time period, especially the last couple of years, where we're taking a look back on a lot of things dealing with race, a lot of things dealing with our community, and looking at Dr. King's legacy. It's 2022. It's been almost a hundred years since Dr. King was born. And we look right. at our we look at these conversations we're having about race now. How do you feel that, about Dr. King's legacy? Does it still have a huge impact? And it has like the meaning of what he was about changed for you over time. I think it still does have a, a, a huge impact because I think we're still striving. I think at, at most we as America have gotten the bare minimum done. And I think there's so much more to uncover on earth and really move forward and push towards everything that Dr. King was fighting for. You know, we all know the story. He was in Alabama at a sanitation strike. That's why he was there. So, I mean, it's full circle for me when we talk about the cleanliness of a neighborhood and a community is directly related to all the other, you know, what I call epidemics. Philadelphia is full of epidemics, homelessness, education, cleaning, drugs, like uh, economical uh, racism, like just the system. And we, we have all these epidemics. And we try to attack them one at a time when this is a whole pie. This is, you know, I, have, I heard a great quote the other day and they say um, attacking one thing at a time is like trying to pinch water. You're just moving it all around. You're not really doing anything. But imagine picking up the whole pool as a whole. That's how that's how we're going to do it. We got to do everything as a whole. Because even, even now I'm trying to evolve my cleanups. So now I'm trying to do one. I'm trying to do two a month this year. And everywhere that I do a cleanup, I have a friend that's going to create a digital footprint. And then I'm going to go to city council and be like, here's where you should add cameras. You're- here's where you should add streetlights. And then once you catch somebody, find them $5,000. And watch how word of mouth go around that this is not a good dumping spot. Imagine that. In every part of the city where it's known that there's cameras catching people dumping. But then on the flip side, let's be resourceful because it costs $120 a ton to dump at the at, at the commercial dumps. Let the city figure out ways for mom and pop haulers and, and demo companies to dump at the city di- city dumps at an economical rate. You know, so I'm, I'm for both sides. I'm not trying to take nobody's job away. I'm trying. I'm not trying to just do all enforcement. I'm all solution base you're solution oriented but you're also the voice of the streets too and you're getting into a lot of people's ears by saying that because there's a lot of these neighborhoods that people just don't see or maybe they're not paying enough attention to you're you're that guy who gets right in their ear and says hey this is happening over in Olney that we need to look at this is what's going on out here makes it a little bit easier to kind of get this city cleaned up more yeah and that's why that's why i invite elected officials to my um, to my events because you know sometimes you're in Harrisburg you're in your office you don't see your district all the time and then I cross promote just because I'm in Olney don't mean Mark Skrilla and South Philly can't come through everybody's invited because at the end of the day you're for Philadelphia it don't matter where your district at you for Philly and if you for Philly you for all of Philly and that's where we got to get away from people be for they part of Philly no if you for Philly you for Philly you for North South Southwest, Northeast, Northwest, Chestnut Hill, Darby, all the Oak Lanes, whichever one you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying 
know what I mean? So you for everybody. And that's how I like to be. I'm for, the fake trash man is for everybody. Everybody deserves to live on a clean street. Absolutely. You're clearly ambitious. And we've already established this is not the last thing you're going to be doing this year. What else do you have in the works as we go into 2022? Oh, um, I have some expungement clinics planned um, where we're going to expunge some records and we're going to um, get, get, get these young folks some jobs. Um, I got a lot of friends in construction and real estate. I, I want to create a curriculum where if you're not doing nothing, you got your high school diploma, come take this course in trades. Learn how to be a carpenter, an electrician, um, an HVAC, you know. Um, I, I just created a, a relationship with AAA Trucking School on 4th and Gerard. I'm, I'm writing grants right now. I want to send 10 guys on the corner, get their Class A CDL, and let them drive across the country for 90 grand a year versus selling drugs. That's impact. It's bigger than the cleanups. And in a way, you are helping clean up, but not just in the form of physical trash on the ground, but actually helping to get things right in these communities. There's nothing nothing but respect for that. One more time, when and where is this cleanup for the MLK Day, and how can more people find out about it? Sure. So it's going to be Monday, January 17th, 2022, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at 3rd and Somerville. That's near 3rd and Alany, so 3rd and Somerville, Alany section of the uh the city and you can go to my instagram at underscore your fave trash man get all the information and jack daniels is sponsoring a happy hour after the cleanup at tierra colombiana Hmm. on fifth street come join have some drinks uh have some advertisers bring your vaccination status you got to be vaccinated and let's just fellowship it's all about bringing back the sense of community. We've, we've lost that over the last 22 months with COVID. Um, so if my cleanups can serve as a, a little step stool to get us back to community, get us back to speaking to folk, get us back to just acknowledging people on the street and smiling and saying, I hope you're having an amazing day. I do that all the time. I love, it. I love walking past random people and say, you're amazing and I hope you're having an amazing day. And they just look at you like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and you know what? They they call Terrell Hagler your favorite trash man, and you can see why they do. You guys are basically, basically cousins now. We can be cousins. <laughs> We're fam now. <laughs> fam. You guys are always invited to the cookout. Terrell Hagler, your fave trash man, thank you so much for joining us here today on The Rundown. When we come back, we'll talk with the founder of the Greater Philadelphia Day of Service, Todd Bernstein, about how this Philadelphia tradition came to be and how it's evolved in recent years. I'm Jay Scott Smith, along with Sabrina Boyd-Circa and Brian Seltzer, and you're listening to The Rundown. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Jay Scott Smith with Sabrina Boyd-Circa and Brian Seltzer. And in a lot of cities, Martin Luther King Day is just another day off work. But here in the city of Philadelphia, we make this a whole citywide thing with the MLK Day of Service. And joining us today is the man behind it all, Todd Bernstein. Now, he founded the MLK Day of Service as well as the nonprofit Global Citizen. Todd, thank you for joining us today. Great to be with you, Jay. So you started the Day of Service back in the 1990s. At that time, it was called the King Day of Service, when you were also working with the late Congressman John Lewis. So what sparked the idea at the time to have the what was then the King Day of Service? Uh, I also uh, worked very closely uh, as an aide to Harris Wofford, who uh, at the time served in the U.S. Senate 
And Harris was a close colleague of Dr. King's along with Congressman Lewis. Um, we had a discussion late one night in 1988, uh, two years after the King holiday was established federally. And um, uh, Harris, who had the, the street cred to be able to say, uh, if Martin knew that on the day that was set aside to honor his life, people you know, did nothing, uh, particularly young people would sleep late, watch a lot of TV. Um, it would be missing the point of uh, his life, uh, what, it, what he stood for and his legacy. So we had this idea that uh, you know, communities around the country could rally together, engage in a community building process, talk about um, what would be a, an appropriate way in a community to solve a pressing issue, uh, to do it on King Day, but with the intention of using the King Day of service as a, a springboard to ongoing community involvement. And as a result, uh, Harris and Congressman Lewis co-authored the legislation. President Clinton signed it into law uh, in August of 94, and we started the King Day of Service here in Philadelphia in 1996, and it has uh, grown into uh, a national movement. And on Martin Luther King Day, we do see a lot of ceremonies, a lot of history lessons that surround MLK Day, surround his life, his, his influence. The real emphasis on service seems to be the unique thing about this. Why is the service aspect so important to you? Well, first, I, I would say that education is incredibly important, that uh, particularly for young people who seem to know less and less about Dr. King, you know, with the exception of uh, a tagline of I have a dream. Um, so you know, his legacy can be a lasting one. And so education is an important part of that. Um, I, I would call it less service than than citizen action. Um, and the wonderful thing about it is that um, the thousands, the tens of thousands, and, and more often, apart from two years of COVID, it's normally 150,000 people throughout the Philadelphia region and millions more across the nation, um, will we'll gather together and engage in this process of discussing Dr. King, his legacy, what it meant, and then in this process, decide an appropriate way to, to, uh, to celebrate through citizen action. Because Dr. King uh, was a, a champion of action. He was an enemy of apathy. And uh, so again, um, there are so many ways that we can celebrate uh, Dr. King, but I think uh, the King Day is more than just a birthday celebration. It's really an opportunity to make Dr. King's legacy of fighting for justice, our mission too. I love that phrase, enemy of apathy. That's that's really, that's a great one. You, we've mentioned here, a lot of, not a lot of places treat MLK Day with the reverence that the city of Philadelphia does. Why do you think that it has such a big meaning here in Philly? Well, Dr. King did have a presence here. Um, and at Gerard College, uh, in particular, uh, on August 4th, 1965, he was here and other parts of the, the city, um, uh, specifically at Gerard College, calling on the, on the administration to end its discriminatory admissions policy, which did end up 
uh, happening after his uh, big rally in the courts overturned that admission, discriminatory admissions policy. But I think Philadelphia also has a history of sustained citizen action. I think in many ways it goes back to the Quakers. Uh, we had the first uh, volunteer fire department, the first public library. And uh, I think there is a culture of serving others in the city. And often, and I think of John Kennedy, um, who started the Peace Corps, a lot of people who went to the Peace Corps to serve in, in, uh, in Africa and Asia said, you know, all I, all I wanted to do was to be asked to serve. And when uh, leaders like President Kennedy and, and Dr. King and, and others ask people to serve, there is uh, a resonance and a desire to, uh, to move forward through action. This weekend's day of service is going to look different with the changes because of not just COVID having, having happened, but also the evolution of the mission. There's been a lot of social change. The political climate has changed. How is that going to look as we do 2022? Uh, well, th there will obviously be uh, many, many virtual projects, but some in person. Uh, our overarching theme is combating racism and building community. We have you know, five issues that are a focus for, for many, uh, but not for all. Uh, health justice, voting rights, gun violence, living wage jobs, and early literacy. And under the banner of health justice, at Girard College from 9.30 to 12.30 on Monday, uh, we will have several different clinics. One, COVID testing led by the Black Doctors COVID-19 Consortium. Uh, we will also have vaccinations for adults and children uh, and flu shots, that being led by Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. We have a whole consortium of hospitals and um, healthcare organizations and frontline workers who will be here. Uh, our target is for underserved communities who have a lower rate of testing and vaccinations, particularly for kids uh, during the observation period following vaccinations. We're going to have read alouds, books about Dr. King and coloring, civil rights themes, um, uh, all highlighting um, the legacy uh, of racial and social justice that uh, Dr. King championed. And this year, and you mentioned it there, there's a big focus on voter registration as well. Yes. What is bringing that into focus for MLK Day? Well, Dr. King was a, a champion of voting rights. Um, he fought and struggled for it. And we have the Voting Rights Act of 1965 that he fought so hard for. Um, but as the saying goes, the more things change, the more they stay the same. The reality is we are, we are fighting a, uh, a nationwide effort um, to make it more difficult to vote, uh, not easier as it should be, um, from uh, federal legislation undermining uh, the Voting Rights Act um, to blockage of the two federal bills that are before Congress, 19 states and 34 bills, which have made it more difficult to vote. Um, we need more people to be engaged in the highest form of citizenship. So 
we'll be launching a voter education and registration campaign at, at about 15 sites. Um, uh, there will be poll worker training, a virtual training. And then later in the afternoon at three o'clock, we will have a uh, reflection discussion virtual featuring Senator Bob Casey, State Senator Vincent Hughes, City Commissioner Omar Sabir and others um, talking about both the legacy of Dr. King, what the importance of voting rights was to his struggle um, and the importance of being involved, of citizen action. So um, I think that will be a tremendous uh, discussion and anyone can find out about uh, this and uh, the information about coming to Girard College at mlkdayofservice.org. Todd, you're also the founder and president of Global Citizen. Aside from MLK Day, what is Global Citizen doing the rest of the year? Let's help us get to know more about this organization. So we promote citizen action, civic engagement year-round. Um, that is the, the point of, of King Day, to, to be engaged um, and use it as a springboard to a sustainable community involvement. And uh, we run a whole series of year-round programs, including a citywide literacy initiative. We work with the private sector, public sector um, to promote citizenship year-round. We have uh, a quarterly series of discussions on race, class, and power. I think the point overall is that our, our organization is not just about volunteering. Uh, it's really about bringing uh, broad coalitions together of directly addressing uh, issues of racial and social justice. And one way to do that is through civic engagement. Uh, because we really can't rely on government alone, although they have a significant role, to be able to, to uh, solve those pressing challenges that uh, in some cases have been present for decades and decades. How can people learn more about the MLK Day of Service and find an event to be a part of this coming Monday? Just go to mlkdayofservice.org. We have categories of different projects that are available both in person and particularly virtually. Um, we have uh, resource tools, um, educational resources for kids, uh, and ways to serve uh, on King Day and beyond. I might also add we have a, a jobs and opportunity fair. Economic justice was uh, a major part of, of Dr. King's struggle. Uh, we will have uh, more than 25 local employers with real jobs for job seekers. Um, that information is also at mlkdayofservice.org. We'll be training reading captains. We'll have food distribution at different sites around the city. Um, so there's a lot going on that organizations um, throughout the region have, have conceived um, and have led and give everyone the opportunity to, uh, to join forces uh, and embrace and celebrate the legacy of Dr. King, the champion of racial and social justice. This is Todd Bernstein. He founded the MLK Day of Service as well as the nonprofit Global Citizen. Thank you so much for joining us for this edition of The Rundown, Todd. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Jay. Pleasure is mine. And The Rundown is a production of KYW News Radio Original Podcast. The show is produced by Sabrina Boyd-Serka and Brian Seltzer. The director of podcasting for KYW News Radio is Tom Rickard. 
Me, I'm J. Scott Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at J. Scott Smith. That's real J. Scott Smith on Instagram and Facebook. And you can hear me every afternoon on KYW News Radio starting at 3 o'clock for Philadelphia's Afternoon News. That's on KYW News Radio 103.9 FM and 1060 AM. You can also be sure to follow the Rundown on Twitter at the Rundown PHL. Again, the Rundown PHL. And listen to us for free on the Odyssey app or just about wherever you get your podcasts. For Sabrina Boyd-Circa and Brian Seltzer, I'm Jay Scott Smith thanking you for checking out this edition of The Rundown.